Welcome to the Which Way Do You Eat Your Banana series of personal and management development audio guides. To subscribe or download episodes, visit www.think.gb.com. So, um, hello, it's Gavin. Uh, today's podcast is on behavior and in particular, what's driving your behavior and what's driving the weird people around you. Now, there is a particular theory that uh, all behavior has a positive intention, which I kind of subscribe to. Um, a extreme example of this is, do you remember uh, quite a few years ago, um, a German guy was jailed for um, eating somebody and the story is quite interesting because this guy advertised on the web, uh, if you'd like to be eaten, please reply to me and come along and I'll eat you. And he had a couple of people reply and then they backed out, as you would. But there was this one guy who decided to come along and get eaten. And the chap started with his bits first while the guy was alive. And then in the end, I guess if you get eaten, you're going to die. So this guy died and this guy got put in jail. Now, when the judge um, sentenced this strange man, he said, look, just out of interest, you complete weirdo, why did you do what you did? And the chap said, I'm lonely. And I thought if I ate someone, I'd always have somebody inside me and I'd never be lonely again. So that was his positive intention behind his rather strange behavior. Now, that's an extreme example. Now, if you're feeling kind of lonely, you phone up a friend and say, would you like to come for dinner? You wouldn't say, would you like to come and be dinner? Now, in order to explain um, how I see behavior working, I need to use an analogy. And this analogy is an iceberg. Now, your behavior or people's behavior around you is the tip of that iceberg. It's the very small bit that you can see but it's not what's causing the behavior. The behavior is driven by what's going on under the iceberg and also above the iceberg in the sky. So if you're trying to tackle your own behavior or deal with somebody else's behavior, if you're just dealing with the surface level, the bit you can see, then you're not gonna get very far because it's not what's causing the behavior. Okay, so let's start with the really deep part of the iceberg, um, right at the bottom, and then work our way up to the behavior and then look at the environment, the sky above the behavior. So taking a deep dive, um, one of the um, most hidden elements of people's behavior is their beliefs and their values. And the question I pose to you is, where do you get your beliefs from? Are you born with them? After a quick bit of thinking, you probably realized that you weren't born with your beliefs. You got them as you got along. You got some help from your friends and your family. And as time moved on, you've changed your beliefs. You believe in things now that you never believed when you were, say, age 10. So our beliefs come from experience. And if we have enough of these experiences, they become pretty hardwired in. To ask you a question, do you think you see what you believe or believe what you see? I'll repeat that because it confuses me. Do you see what you believe or believe what you see? Most people would think that they believe what they see, but after a healthy discussion, they'd realize in general they tend to see what we believe. Think about it. 
Think about a time when you were so sure of something, you believed it to be so right, and then suddenly you realized you were wrong. For that period of time when you believed you were right, you were blinded. And I work with a lot of different people, and I see a lot of people who are blinded by their beliefs. Now, to quote a very old saying, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? Now, for most people, they'll achieve everything they've always wanted to achieve because they knew the outcome was certain. Now, I'm not suggesting that you change your beliefs or change who you are. But if your beliefs aren't working for you, have a good look at them. Because you're not born with them. You've just inherited them over a period of time. If your beliefs are working for you, definitely stick with them. If you're working on a goal and it's not quite going the way you want it to go, I'd suggest you stop and have a good look at your beliefs about that goal. If there's any uncertainty in your beliefs on achieving that goal, there's a very good chance you won't achieve it. But your brain is a pussycat. It will do whatever you want it to do. So go back to your beliefs. Go back to your goal and make sure they are 100%. As Yoda said, there is no try, just do. Now, if you're dealing with somebody else, and they're behaving in in an odd, strange way, you probably just need to take a bit of a dive beneath the iceberg and have a look at what's driving that behaviour. And they could just have some beliefs which are just a bit strange and wide up the wrong way, which you just need to ask some questions around. If in doubt, go to the coaching audio on the website or on iTunes and that'll give you some good structured questions to examine what their goal is and their beliefs behind that goal. Now, quite often, when you look at um, someone's behaviour and what's driving that in their belief system, the beliefs behind the behaviour are just silly and strange. And when I'm coaching people, usually there's something in their life that troubles them. And when you examine beneath the water, as in what are your beliefs about them, they become a bit of a nonsense. And by bringing that nonsense out, suddenly the old belief just disappears because they realise it's just silly. Now, probably the number one anxiety I come across when I'm coaching people is this one. The fear of getting found out. Actually, they're going to realize I'm not very good and I've blagged it for all these years and ah, they're going to realize I'm rubbish. Now, in two months, we've had about 25,000 people download these podcasts. I am pretty certain 60 to 70% of you have that fear or that anxiety that one day you may get found out. So when this anxiety comes out, I just have a look at the belief. So I go, okay, so this is your big fear. Um, let's say it's a table top. Your fear is um, the top of that table and it's I'm going to get found out. Now that belief is supported by some legs, some legs to the table. So let's examine the legs underneath that belief system. So I ask questions like, have you ever been found out before? And they go, uh, no. And so what makes you think you're going to get found out now or if in fact there is anything to find out uh oh um i i don't i don't know i just you know, just worry about it slightly
Okay. And how many other people in your life do you think have this same kind of fear? Uh, ooh, um, uh, I don't know. Well, from my experience, most people I deal with have this similar fear. It's just a natural thing. If you're good at what you do, you'll be okay. If you're not very good, then that's a different problem. So once we've kind of explored the belief behind the behavior, this anxiety, for most people I deal with, it just goes because they realize it's just a natural, silly thing that we do because we worry about strange little things. So if your tabletop belief has no legs, it tends to collapse. Now, if your tabletop belief has some stronger legs, some real legs, then all you need to do is get a bit of coaching. Either listen to the coaching audio or listen to the motivation audio. Another good example of beliefs driving behavior is phobias. I personally have a massive fear, anxiety, fascination of sharks. Now, um, where do I get that from? Well, when I was about seven years old, my dad decided to take me to see Jaws in the cinema. And hey presto, from here on, I spend my life guarding my kids with a spade on a beach, watching for fins to come out of the water. So in summary on this bit, have a good look at your beliefs. Question some of the ones you got from your friends and family because that was just their beliefs and decide which are the ones which work for you and keep them. The ones that don't work for you, just get rid of them. Okay, let's step up a level on the iceberg. Um, I guess above the beliefs and values are your feelings and this is just beneath your behavior if you can picture that iceberg again. Now, if you look at your feelings, if you could rate them on a 1 out of 10 being the world's worst day for you, where making a cup of tea is like climbing Mount Everest naked, and 10 out of 10, one of those stellar days where you just can't believe how cool this day is, you are Captain Sex. Now, if you think back to one of these 10 out of 10 days, um, try and remember it. They're few and far between usually, but on those days, you could have achieved anything. And we've all had one out of ten days where on those days you, you just can't be bothered. It's just too much hard work. Now, question for you. Who controls your feelings? Most people say, I do. I tend to then challenge that and say, well, if that's true, why aren't you ten out of ten all the time? Because you know when you're ten out of ten, you can conquer the world. And then they go, uh, uh, good point. Now I'm going to come back to the feeling um, side and how to control the way you feel about things. But first of all, I need to point out what is probably having an impact on your feelings. And that is the environment, the sky above the iceberg. And to me, this is the number one reason why people aren't in control of how they feel about things. It's things that go on around them that cause them to feel a certain way. So if your boss looks at you in a funny way, it causes deep anxiety. If it's raining, we tend to be a slightly grumpy nation. If it's sunny, we're happier. If the trains are late, we get grumpy. A good example of this happened to me recently. Um, it was about five o'clock in the morning and I was watching BBC News um, in England and um, the roving reporter was interviewing people on the street about the recession. And we're kind of hopefully coming out of the back of the recession, but this was about a year ago. 
And this chap from the BBC was interviewing um, some lady on the street about the recession. And he said to this lady, what do you think of the recession? And she went, oh, it's the worst it's ever been. And he went, okay, why is, why is that then? Um, have you lost your job? And she said, oh, no, 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 no. I work for the civil service. I think I'll be fine. And so the man goes, okay, what about your family or your friends? Do you know anybody who's lost their job? Oh, no, 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 they're all okay. And so the chap said, well, what about your mortgage? Is that more expensive? And she went, no, no, it's really, really cheap. But the interest rate's been oh, so low, it's really, really cheap. So he said, well, what about food and things like that? No, 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 everything's a lot cheaper at the moment. But it's the worst it's ever been. So here we have someone who is um, feeling quite depressed about the recession. But in her life, everything around her is going to be okay. You only have to pick up a newspaper, read a newspaper, and get depressed. Because apparently we're all doomed. I personally try not to pick up newspapers and read them as often as possible. So the environment around us has a massive impact on our behaviour. And right at the bottom of this iceberg is the River of Poo. It's always been there. It runs full of poo all the time. Basically, shit happens. When we're having a good day, we don't notice the River of Poo's there. We just completely ignore it. When we're having a bad day, when we're feeling 1 out of 10, we take a good bathe in the river and go, ooh, it's all dreadful, this is wrong, that's wrong. But it's always been there. It's always the same, and it will always be there. It just happens to be running slightly wider at the moment, based on the economic climate in the world. See, the world around us is a changing, dynamic, interesting, scary kind of place. Um, it just changes so rapidly. Technology is driving this beyond belief. There's more technology in a Furby, one of those cuddly toys from the 80s, I believe, than the first rocket that went to the moon. Apparently, world knowledge doubles every five years. It's going to keep changing, which is going to have a massive impact on how we behave. However, if you have a good foundation on your beliefs and the way you feel about things, you'll be okay. So stepping beneath the water to have a look at the feeling side of things, I promised I'd go back. All you have to do is control the way you feel about things. And to help you on that one, all you need to do is listen to the audio podcast on motivation, or it might be called the River Poo, depending on what we've decided to call it in the end. Now, one last thing I'd like to cover on behavior is with regard to other people's behavior. Now, question. In your life... Is there at least one person or quite a few people who frustrate the life out of you? Have a quick think about that person. Picture them. This is going to start making you feel a bit rubbish. So when you go and meet this person, the person who frustrates you, and we tend to have the same meetings time and time again, you've got your iceberg going on and they've got their iceberg going on. Now, if you're going to meet this person and it's a work environment, you're going to be professional, so you're going to behave professionally. But if you remember my audio podcast on communication, Dr. Birdwhistle suggests you'll be leaking all over the place. Now, if you have a good look beneath your own iceberg when meeting this frustrating person, what feelings are you going to have before you meet this person? Probably frustration, annoyance, anger. And if you go a bit deeper, have a look at your beliefs. You'll probably believe the outcome of this meeting is pointless. It always is and it always will be. And hence, the results will be pointless. 
Now, interestingly, the other person's got the same iceberg going on. However, if you change anything on your iceberg, the other person has to change theirs. Now, to give you an example, which I probably need to explain what I do with a group of delegates when I'm training, is that usually I've been with delegates for a few hours, so they've got to know me, they've got certain views about me, certain beliefs, and they have certain feelings about me. And then at that stage I go, okay, let's give you an extreme example here, my apologies, and I'm probably getting too old to do this as an exercise, but let's say I took off all my clothes and carried on training. Now, I actually don't take my clothes off because that would be probably be illegal, I'm not sure, um, and it would certainly be um, slightly um, strange for the delegates. But I ask them, okay, I've changed my behaviour, I've taken my clothes off, do you think you're going to behave in the same way? Most of them go, uh, no, and actually their eyes are looking at the ground at the moment, even though I'm not really naked. And then they go, okay, um, so do you think you're going to have the same feelings about me? And they go, not really. And I kind of say, well, you, you know, you're probably getting slightly concerned, depressed. Hey, who knows? Some of you might be aroused. And then I say, okay, for the last few hours, you've formed some beliefs about me. I'm now naked. What are your beliefs now? And they usually go, well, we thought you were doing okay, but now we think you're a bit of a nutter. So by changing one thing, on my side of the iceberg, i.e. getting naked, I've completely changed theirs. Okay, that's an extreme example. But when you're going to meet these people who are frustrating the life out of you, and frustration is not a very good positive feeling, just change it to being intrigued. Because when you're intrigued by someone, you open up your belief systems, and it's a lot more positive. So all you need to do before you meet this strange person who drives you nuts is just go, okay, they usually drive me mad, but today I wonder why they do that. I wonder what's driving their behavior. And this way you get to dive deep beneath the iceberg and have a really good look. And you might even learn something new. So that's it. In summary, you're not your behavior. Your behavior is just a result of what's going beneath the iceberg with your beliefs and your feelings and also the impact on the environment around you. If you live your life being amazed and intrigued by things and people, you'll be okay. Okay, so there we are. I hope you've enjoyed this, what, 19-minute podcast? Until the next time, good luck and take care. See ya.